it's so funny because I always think of LA at that period, you know, at the late 70s, early 80s as such a new wave time and a time of punk. And, you know, I want to ask you about that too, because I know that you have some roots in that. But I, I wonder how you found like-minded uh, friends who, and, and then of course the Peterson sisters, you know, in the Paisley underground scene, how does that start in a place Really, I felt I I didn't think at that time you couldn't Google or like Craigslist oh. people, you know, come yeah. hang out with me. I like Joni Mitchell and the Beatles too, and everyone else seemed to like really be into like X and the early punky Go Go's and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, well, I for some reason having grown up with the '60s stuff because it was on the radio in the car. My mom was always listening to the Top 40, which was all of that, and also had a great record collection, and there was always music in our house. That was true for the Peterson sisters. Um, we did find ourselves pre-internet through the Recycler newspaper, where you could buy a couch or find an old car or meet other musicians. And so I had placed an ad in that. It's a long, convoluted story, but it led me to the Peterson sisters. And we met in when I was living at home. I was It was post-UC Berkeley. Um, and at that point, my music, my desire to create, for me, the ultimate art project, which was a band, was born in the Berkeley years. And that was a great time to be in college. It was 76 to 80. So I saw the last Sex Pistols show. It turns out Belinda Carlisle from the Go-Go's, who's a good friend of mine, um, she was at that show. Loads of people were at that show at Winterland Ballroom in San Francisco. But punk was happening. But I was also like very invested in collecting vintage 60s records at that time um, and really immersing myself in those songs that were sort of from my childhood soundtrack. So now, so we're in the 70s at this point. So I come back to L.A. It's 1980. I place the ad. It's fortuitous. I meet Vicky and Debbie through the ad. Um, and amazingly, the first night they came over to the garage, the actual physical garage that had been converted into a little room that I was living in. Your, at pa my parents your parents' house. garage? Yeah. My parents' garage in L.A., on the west side of town. Um, the Petersons show up. Um, we essentially became a band that night. It was like we met on a blind date, but through the through the recycler. Um, they, even though it was 1980, they were, or maybe it was the very beginning of 81, probably more like that. I, I talked to Vicky at the end of 1980, but we probably met up at the very beginning of 81. They came over. They taught me how to play White Rabbit. We were a band within an hour. It was like I always liken it to meeting someone and then an hour later running off to, you know, Vegas and, and getting wed at an Elvis chapel or something. It was like that, that sort of impulsive <laughs> and it like, whoops, what have I just done? But here I am. How many years, decades later, still with Vicky and Debbie and we're still the Bangles. So it, it whatever that bolt of lightning that struck me when we sang White Rabbit, the Jefferson Airplane song for the first time I knew. And also, we had this incredible connection about through the Beatles. Because Vicky and Debbie started in on, like, they, they actually, in, in the garage, basically reenacted Hard Day's Night verbatim <sighs> with train sounds and, like, the trains. They, they, they were such diehard Beatles fans. I thought, well, this, 
this what could go wrong you know what i mean we had this is the 80s and and new wave is happening but we're we're still stuck in the 60s so and that really was sort of the essence in a way of uh, getting back to your question long way around it was really this sort of glue was this fascination for us as young women about the music that had been the soundtrack of our childhoods so that's that that music those harmony groups like the mamas and papas that we had listened to on the radio that became sort of the template the beatles you know v- multiple voices singing in harmony jangly guitars the birds they were in the buffalo springfield these were bands that had multiple singers they had they sang in harmony they had jangly guitars they were somewhat folk little bit of country pop it was a it was like a melting melting pot of different sonic influences, and that became the Bengal sound. 